Welcome to the Love Fly podcast. It's Paul Tizard here. And today's guest is Eduardo, who joins us from the Love Fly Fear of Flying Facebook group. Welcome. So nice to meet you, Eduardo, and welcome to the podcast. As well, you as well. A pleasure. You know, it feels uh, a little bit bizarre because I've been listening to all of the podcasts. Well, not all, all of the episodes, but I just really hope that you've got something useful from the podcast because it sounds like you've got quite a good story to t- share. And I'm, I'm intrigued. It's always nice when I see I've seen some of your posts and I was thinking, OK, this this could be a good one. Tell us your story. What's your fear of flying story? How would you find us? And just, yeah. Go for it. So I'm, I'm a 45-year-old attorney. I live in Puerto Rico. I'm also a wine blogger. That's a hobby, like a side hustle. We have a reach of about 400,000 people a month in my uh, wow. my, my platforms. Yeah, wine is something that I really, really enjoy. Wine culture. Don't think I'm a, I am an alcoholic, please. Wine culture <laughs> in general, traveling no and, and meeting people behind the, uh, the vineyards. And I'm actually going to Europe. In two and a half weeks, I'm traveling from San Juan, Puerto Rico. I should have started with that. I live in beautiful, sunny Puerto Rico in the Caribbean. And I'm flying out to Madrid with my wife, my my 10-year-old son, and my mm. in-laws. And we're going to be visiting uh, four or five different wineries, which is going to be very cool. Let's go back to the fear of flying. So I was born in Ecuador, South America, right in the middle of the mm. Andes mountain, right? So, you know... Growing up, I would see my mom whenever we had the opportunity to travel, take out her rosary and her uh, religious figures and uh, say a prayer and, uh, you know, do the um, do the sign of the cross before yeah. taking off. So in, in my head, I would associate or I, I associated, I guess, flying with with something dangerous, right? Something that mm. needed God's protection from. So so in a way. We, not in a way, in many ways, or in all ways, when you're that young, I guess you you absorb everything. And yeah, definitely. Your, right. So uh, maybe I I I I was in 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 a, in a couple of bumpy flights here and there, nothing major. Mm. But when you're that young and you don't understand the yeah. uh, mechanics of flying, and then you think in your head, "Hey, my mom was praying. Maybe we're about to die." It it, it built up, right? It built up. Yeah. And uh, then we we had a very difficult departure from my country of birth, from Ecuador. We had a we had financial troubles. A lot mm. of people in South America, when they encounter financial troubles, they migrate and they move uh, someplace else. So we ended up in Puerto Rico instead of the U.S., which a lot of people move directly to the U.S. We ended up in Puerto Rico, which is an American territory, right? Has a, mm. a lot of the benefits as 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 U.S. citizens have in the States. Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens by birth. I'm a U.S. citizen as well. So we got here. I was about uh, 14 years old. And then uh, there was there, there, there were also some issues with my family. My father was schizophrenic. My brother was a bipolar. He, he eventually took his own life. Oh so, it, it, yeah, it was it was hard. So it was yeah, yeah. there was a lot of chaos in, in that formative mm. years, 14, 15, 16, 17. And I'm I'm the only male who's still alive in my family. I have two sisters and my mom's still alive. So the two sort of 
paternal figures that I had, my father and my brother, my brother was six years older than I am, sort of, you know, uh, short-circuited, uh, for the lack of a better word. So there was this sense of abandonment in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had a, a very happy childhood. My parents yeah. were very happy, despite my father's uh, mental disease. Uh, they were very, very happy. So it has nothing to do whether I had a problematic childhood. I never used drugs. I, I do consume my good share of wine. But but I, I, I cannot pinpoint, oh, you know, this fear comes from being having been neglected as a yes. child. But yes. I did experience emotional uh constraints mm. right as i was evolving growing up so i guess i associated uh flying with a dangerous activity and 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 flying with being out of my comfort and and control zone right um yes and 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 it's and and, and i didn't fly for a number of years between 92 and i guess 97 98 and then I had the chance to travel because it was a school-related trip to New York. And then I didn't understand anything about flying, right? I would think that when the mm. plane was uh, taking off, it was shaking, it could explode at any moment. Yeah. And I've always had a creative mind. I've always had this uh, very, <laughs> very much healthy imagination. And I would think of these chaotic scenarios and turbulence was the plane uh, falling down. But then you did say healthy imagination, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Healthy, healthy, healthy imagination. I'm I'm an attorney. I was under secretary of state of Puerto Rico. I've I've traveled. I've been to Europe. I've been to the U.S. I've been to God's White House for meetings. I've I've had an accomplished career right now. Mm. I'm in the private sector. I have my my own practice. So I've never I've never not flown out of fear. I've always done it fearfully. I would be the kind of guy that the night before would would not be able to sleep, would, you know, all in sweat, uh, all wet. And I didn't have nightmares about the the plane falling. I I did have the anticipatory anxiety, which is the worst Mm. sort of. And how how long would you get that before? Uh, Three, three days, two days before. I've Mm. I've heard the podcast and, and they're amazing. The stories and I wouldn't say my case uh, is is as bad as others. And, and I do see that I say this very respectfully. I've never been one that would not, you know, was not able to go to the bathroom in the plane, was not able to walk around. I've yes. never sort of cried during a flight. Mm-hmm. But it was something that um, it was something that did not let me enjoy life. And, 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 and I remember I had a, a girlfriend. This is. 20 years ago, she was living in Boston and I wanted to go visit her. And I had always had issues with, with flying alone, being mm. alone. Mm. And, and here you may have that thingy with abandonment, right? Not that I was abandoned uh, yes. intentionally by my brother or my father, but in a way, life put me in situations where I was abandoned by for for twitches and things that were out of my control, right? So I, I've always had an issue with being alone. I hate driving by myself in motorways. I hate it. I I I, I get very anxious. I try to avoid motorways mm. because when you're in a motorway, you sort of cannot escape. Like yes. if, if 
want because you're stuck in the road and you have cars on the side. I would rather drive longer distances, but just going normal streets with stoplights and whatnot. So I also have that issue. Mm-hmm. It's not something that, uh, well, it is something that that creates uh, problems for me in terms of, of, of consuming my time. But it's something that I need to work with. Going yes. back to flying, uh, you know, 20 years ago, I, I I had this girlfriend who was living in Boston and I needed to, I wanted to go visit her, be with her for a month, enjoy our time together. I was obviously very much in love with her. Uh, now she's happily married with somebody else. I'm super happily married with my wife. Um, and I remember that I was very panicky, very mm-hmm. panicky. This was... A year after 9-11. So that was very chaotic on yes. this side of the world. It was terrible, right? And I don't know if you recall that maybe a couple of months after 9-11, there was a plane that, that fell that was going from New York to the Dominican Republic. And it had nothing to do with terrorism. It was an American Airlines uh, flight that had a some, some, some sort of issue. I can get it for you. I can get you the link. It, it, it had something that was wrong with with a flight uh right uh and i don't want to trigger anybody with this but it was it was a flight bound for the caribbean and and i was uh very much scared the night before i uh i couldn't sleep i was you know texting back back and forth with her hey i mean i may not go in the plane i may not do this that was the closest i've ever been to 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 not traveling Yes. And, and at that point, I said, I need I need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. You know, I was about to start law school. I knew that I wanted to sort of become my own man, you know, achieve something that n- neither my father nor my brother could uh, because of their mental health uh, situations. So I've, I've always been very driven uh, mm-hmm. towards you know, being successful, not not having money, being happy and being successful. So um, that's when I bumped into... I don't want to mention, I don't know if it's a, the competition or not, but I some, I bumped into a, a course based in the U.S. of this pilot, older guy who was also a psychologist and whatnot, and I enrolled in that. And it did help. It did help. It, 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 it taught me the mechanics, the science, the marvel that it's a commercial aviation, mm-hmm. and also the statistics and, of course, all the emotional components to it. But I did that for a couple of years and I flew afterwards with relative calm. It did help to, uh, at, at the beginning of the plane ride, uh, ask if I could, uh, you know, say hello to the captain or put a face to a voice yes. and reassure that person who wanted to also get home safely to to his or her loved ones. And, and I did feel better, but... It wasn't until I I found uh, your podcast and you and uh, I remember having an, an interaction with you on the Facebook group about your calming voice that it, it felt <laughs> much more much more real to me because mm. the other person that I would exchange emails with was very kind but he was a former military guy former commercial pilot therapist and I have have nothing to do with those things right I've, I've never been in the military i've never been an, a, a pilot and obviously i'm not a psychologist and and when i bumped into you i bumped into a community of a lot of other folks who are just like me so it's like you know when you're i don't know maybe you're like uh, let's uh, use an analogy maybe if you're in the forest and you're like a little gremlin 
You want to find other gremlins. You don't want to find giraffes or lions or, or bears. You want to find your tribe. So, so does that make me a gremlin leader? Or, I mean, you you could be. You could be. Yeah. The, one of the good gremlins. ones. Remember, remember that those there are some that turn bad. Yeah. No, you're like, you know, uh, and you're like uh, the facilitator. I, I, I okay. see you as the conductor of the orchestra. And so the more I studied uh, about aviation and bumping into your uh, podcast, I I had a flight, two short flights to be mm. to be honest with you, uh, about a month ago, and I did tremendously well. I slept the night before. I had been using the uh, the podcast, uh, the the audio podcast, and the uh, interactions in the Facebook group. So I flew from. San Juan to Panama, which is two two hours and twenty minutes, yeah. and from Panama to Guayaquil, which is two hours in Ecuador. Mm. In, went back to went back to uh, be with a family down there. I ha- I hadn't been in my my country of birth for thirty one years, and and wow. and not not because of fear of flying, but because my relatives would would come to Puerto Rico, right? So and I did very well. I I was calm and. The, the more I got into, uh, you know, the science of flying and, and how safe it is, I realized that, you know, you here in Puerto Rico, we have devastating storms, hurricanes. We have very, very uh, bad weather conditions, especially in August, September. And every hurricane season, whether it's a tropical storm or a hurricane, you see those little tiny hurricane hunters planes that yeah. get inside the eye of the hurricane to take pictures, to take measurements. They bounce like crazy and they come back. Yeah. They always come back. There's yeah. never been an accident. So talk about withstanding turbulence, right? Talk about withstanding uh, force. So that's very reassuring to me. Mm. And, it feels, and it feels very much at home because it's something that happens from Puerto Rico. A lot of those mm. planes that measure the, the storms take off from Puerto Rico. So oh, they're, right. they're, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're always in the news because we are, uh, we, Puerto Rico, and the um, uh, the American Virgin Islands that are 25 minutes in a plane ride from San Juan, they're the, the enclaves of the U.S. government in the Caribbean. So we do have U.S. military planes, U, uh, U.S. weather tracking planes, mm. And they're tiny planes, and they they fly into hurricanes, and then they come back, and they post video of the measurements and how the storm is moving and what can we expect and the force of the winds. The other thing that we have in Puerto Rico, we do have a lot of famous singers, Bad Bunny, J-Los, Ricky Martin, all of those guys, very famous, very wealthy. And guess what? They all fly in commercial, I mean, in private planes which are tiny. Maybe they don't have, well, maybe they do have all the redundancy and the, all the uh, incredible redundancy things that commercial planes have. Mm. And guess what? They, they wouldn't put them, themselves in danger, right? Flying in smaller planes with many, with, without the, all the, the things that the commercial planes would get to fly in have. So I've, I, I've sort of reasoned around how, irrational this fear is and and i know you've said that it's not irrational though that we shouldn't use that word I've, I've heard that in your podcast but rather how how wrong i've been for so many for so many years right thinking that it was dangerous when it's it's never dangerous and and also i've i've said to myself the world is gorgeous i want to see it i have friends everywhere mm-hmm. i have people who make wine everywhere that want to see me 
And in order for me to get to them, I have to move. Yeah. And I have to move either with my legs or through a plane. With my legs, I'll never get there in a car. Hey, Puerto Rico is an island. I cannot drive anywhere. And movement means progress. Movement means yeah. going somewhere, getting yes. somewhere, right? Yes. And and now I'm actually looking forward to to my my plane trip to Europe in two and a half weeks. I'll be posting pictures from the vineyards in the group. That's remarkable. I mean, so it's that's quite an incredible journey. I'm really interested in what was the turning point because you've done quite a lot of stuff to help yourself already. You're obviously very driven. Yeah, well, you know, was it a particular episode or certain guests that helped you to, you know, was there a moment you thought like, aha, or something? That's what I'm kind of curious, you know, otherwise it's... Yeah, like... I, I don't think there's been a turning point. I think that the turning point is accepting uh, who I am and accepting that I do have this fear, phobia, respect for flying this. Uh, and, 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 I've, and I've even... I've, I've I've modeled my vocabulary. I, I I no longer use safe travels when I want to tell somebody, hey, always safe. I say smooth travels because nice. it could be bumpy, but it's safe. So it, yeah. I don't say safe travels because it's always safe. I say smooth travel, smooth flight, right? Uh, I guess that uh, I, I wouldn't say that there's been a turning point. It's, it's just that I accept myself for who I am. Mm. And maybe it's something that it's not comfortable and maybe traveling will not ever be something that I love, but boy, do I love meeting new people yeah. and seeing new places. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, uh, the, the other thing that I've, that I've thought about uh, is that, you know, I, I get anxious driving by myself alone. So I've sort of made this connection. Hey, when I'm in a plane, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to take care of anything. I would be the kind of guy that would check the weather, would check whether it was rainy, would check whether it was, you know, a mm. bumpy turbulence tracker and all of those things. And and I've said, hey, I'm paying a good amount of money for, for an air ticket, four, five, six hundred dollars. I'm paying for other people, professionals, yeah. to take over that, to take over those jobs. The other thing that that I've thought about, and and this this comes down to trust. You're, you know, relinquishing a little bit of your control to a very very capable or a couple of very capable human beings in the captain, the first officer, and the uh, you know the crew. What mm. when you go to the dentist, you are, you know, a couple of inches away from a guy or a girl with a knife with tools to who could perforate your neck and kill you right there. So, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's, thanks for that one. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of instances in your life when you have to trust others. Yes. You have to really trust others and, and through your podcast and through the community and through Captain Steve and Gita stories and, 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 and the whole bunch of people, Michael, who's been there, I've sort of felt accompanied. Well, there mm. are other guys who think the exact same things I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. And 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 again, I don't think I'll ever, well, maybe I I shouldn't you never say never, right? But I hope that I that one day I I, I could get to love flying an airplane, but I don't have to hate it. 
in order to to do it. I don't and and I don't think that I'm so special or uh, particular that I'll be that one incident where there, when there is an accident, right? Right. I I just you know I I just got tired of having that baggage. Yeah, yeah. just got tired. That's really interesting. It's uh, there is a definitely letting go, and and also the interesting thing for me then was you correcting yourself because I was noticing the first couple of times you said it, you can say, oh, you know, I don't think I'll ever love it. I don't think I'll ever like it. And then you third time out, you've corrected it. And I, and I think that that shows great progress in itself that you're noticing your own language patterns. Yeah. The, the other thing that I, that I, I don't know whether I gather this from one of your episodes, but it was just so brilliant. How, for example, when you're in a cruise liner, you're not really on on solid ground. You're probably two or three miles from the bottom of the sea, where you have steady, uh, solid, uh, you know, gravel, mm. stone, whatever. When you're up in the air, guess what? Like air at that speed is as solid as even more solid than water, right? So mm. it, it, if if you're gonna be scared in a uh, if you're gonna be scared in 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 a, in a plane, you should also be scared. I would say in a in a cruise liner, right? Can you, let me just hold on for the fix. Okay, so th- uh, Eduardo, so you give so far, you've given us the dentist, you've given us the cruise liner. <laughs> the, these yeah, are all yeah, the options well, available th- to people. Th- th- things that uh, you know that sort of pop up in my head whenever I think about this, and I try to, you know, uh, convince myself. I guess as an attorney, I'm advocating how safe and how fine the whole process could, should, and needs to be, as opposed to, you know, this scary kid when I was 12, 13, that I had a couple of bumpy flights. There, There's no need for me to waste so much, so much energy and time yeah. doing it. Uh, the thing about fear of flying is that you really got to work on it. It's like a diet. I mean, you cannot lose 30 pounds and then go back to eating because you're going to get fat again, right? You you really do need to work on it and, 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 and stay on top of things. Like for the next couple of weeks, I'll be listening to some of the podcasts as I get prepared for my uh, seven-hour plane ride from San Juan to Madrid. Then I have a couple of internal shore flights mm. in Europe. But guess what? I'm not thinking about the seven or eight hours that I'm going to be in a plane, but rather the three weeks that I'll be in Europe, I'm not going to be thinking about the hour and a half, two hours of the little internal, short internal flights around Europe, but rather the days that I'm going to be in vineyards with my family, meeting winemakers and tasting fantastic Rioja and Tuscany, Tuscan wines, right? Because that's where I'm going. And you know what? I have to thank the airplane for it. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, I would say is the the greatest invention of the 20th century. And and let me just share this with you uh, because it's funny and I've done it. And I know there are other people who are very scared of flying, at least here in Puerto Rico, because, you know, we're an island. The Latino culture is pretty much, uh, I would say, um, as, 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 as most people here are Catholics, there's this sense of doom that something bad will happen, that God will punish you or whatever. Right. So, People tend to to pray a lot, and and yes. and a lot of people do associate uh, traveling with uh, with something that's that's dangerous, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So uh, the other day, as I was boarding my my flight to Panama, there was this pilot 
uh, first officer walking out of, of the gate saying, hey, you're the guy from the, from the Wine News TV. My blog is called Wine News TV. I follow you. I love your content. And then you're a pilot. Yeah, I am a pilot uh, with JetBlue, which, which is pretty big here in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And uh, as I was about to departure, like he, he sent me a DM through Instagram. I have like 60,000 followers there. Hey, it was great meeting you. I, I love uh, your page. And I wasn't following him. And then I followed him. This is a Puerto Rican first officer. And he has the most amazing pictures and videos from the cockpit, right? Amazing content. I will share his link with you afterwards. Please do. He has about 130,000 followers. He's young. He's 34. He he flies next to a, 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 a captain, a full-fledged captain, right? But yeah. older than he is. So I told him, hey, there are a lot of people out there who are anxious flyers. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've never been one who to hide or feel ashamed about mm-hmm. fear of flying, right? Uh, and I told him, hey, why don't we do a little Instagram video where I can have my viewers ask you about turbulence, about takeoff, about all sorts of things. And he said, yeah, let's do it. And we did it. We had 3,000 people watch the wow. exchange. And everybody was asking you know, from the most deep personal questions yeah. to technical things mm. uh, about, you know, the drops and the air pockets and all of the things that, that you've spoken about in the chat. And I would love for one day, and I'm making you an invitation here to maybe do a, a an Instagram live between that pilot, my page and you. Love to. Sounds great. His 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 page is amazing, and he's the most relaxed of guys. And it helps to follow yes. this pilots because you see how they enjoy their lives, mm. how they move from place to place, and how flying is so safe. That to th- and I learned this through Love Fly that you know it's a sit in the sky. You have about two million people at any time in the day or at the busiest time of the day above our heads. And if and if flying was dangerous. Guess what? The, the 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 earth would be filled with holes from planes falling down. They never fall. They always they always land. Yes, it's a, it's it's remarkable when you think about the dynamic that has to happen f- for that thing to jump in the air. How much it weighs? I mean, it still blows my mind. But you're right. It's just I think that you know the thing is that there is a risk, but it's just it's managed and that's the thing isn't it so there's there's no 100 safe anything but with commercial aviation there's always bang on about it. it's the, we're trying to get it to the point where it is as close as possible you know nothing will ever be 100 safe but it's it's not nothing, far off nothing, nothing. And, and uh you know um that exercise of of setting the the cup of water in front of you and seeing how the turn i i i've done it it it, mm. it serves it, it it really helps but that explains movement, how small or how tiny it is. To me, it's been very beneficial to do the extend your arm with the car, you know, uh, with no movement and then start driving the car at five miles, 10 miles per hour, the air becomes thicker. And once the car is at 40 miles, you know, the air is so thick, it pushes back your arm mm. and you multiply that times 400, 500 miles per hour then you can understand how thick yeah. Yeah. air is at yeah. that speed that the plane is going to. So 
that has helped me visualize mm. that the plane is literally on like like very solid mud like and it could it could move it could you know wobble here and there but when 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 that movement starts to happen of course i repeat the mantra that it's uncomfortable but safe uncomfortable but safe but i always come back to those tiny planes going into hurricanes on purpose to take measurements and you know there's a little as a chop here and there and now the other thing that just, you know, uh, astounds me and, and, and really, really, really uh, amazes me is how technology has allowed uh, to now be able to predict things, to detect mm. where the turbulence will be. And, and to me, turbulence has always been the, the, the major thing, the major issue, because it's sort of the sort of the longest part of, of the trip. Turbulence can occur at any time. And another thing that helps me to think is that, all right, we're going to encounter turbulence. I expect that we're going to get out of it. I will realize that that turbulence was not dangerous. Why will the next one be, right? We already faced some. We left it. If we face it again, we will leave it again. Mm -hmm. And and I asked the pilot, uh, my friend, the pilot, uh, uh, Captain Marcus from Puerto Rico, and he said, you know, for us in the cockpit, it's sometimes boring. Like it's it's such a non-routine thing. And obviously, uh that those episodes where you've had the pilots explain about the perception in the ear, the inner mm. ear, and how when you're not looking ahead, your senses are heightening and you feel movement more. But uh once you're like the pilot told me that when you're when you're up there uh it's beautiful it's gorgeous but there are times when nothing is happening even when there's movement they know it's so safe and the movement is so tiny so small that i also think about that mm. no, that's really helpful actually some of those yeah. things and it's nice there's a so so example one of the things that you said which i'm really pleased to hear and it's no small thing is that you said when you encounter turbulence, blah, blah, blah. And then you went on to say what about the mud and stuff. So there's two really helpful things. First of all, you didn't say hit turbulence, which a lot of people say, which then gives an unhelpful image of sort of smacking into some sort of wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you've got, then you've backed it up with that thing with the hand out the window of the car and then think how thick and heavy the air is when you're up there going at that sort of speed. I think that's really helpful. Everybody, every one of our my fellow love fly community members should do that and i i assume a lot of them drive cars have cars so you know put the park on brake obviously it's going to be a zero miles per hour stick your hand out gravity will drop it down then start moving the car 5 10 15 20 miles and you'll see how the air becomes thicker and thicker and thicker and then if you're at 50 miles and you stick your, your arm out, you know, you're, it's going to be almost unmovable. It's going to be, mm. you're really going to hit air. But guess what? The air, and and, and I'm going to use the, the word hit purposefully, intentionally. You said hit turbulence. No. Uh, the air that's really not hitting the plane, but lifting it is underneath the plane. You're not hitting anything in front the lift happens underneath the wings, right? So that's elevating the plane. And that's where the lift occurs. 
So underneath the plane is where it's really, really like a wall that's holding the plane up, but not hitting it head on. It, right? You, you, you know, you catch what I'm maybe. I'm my, getting, yeah, yeah, I get I'm, it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm translating it, but you're doing great. Where it's really like a wall is underneath the plane because of you know the Bernoulliem theorem or whatever, and it's amazing. It's 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 the most remarkable invention of the 20th century. It is. Yeah, I, I well, I agree. Obviously, I think we have to put up something you said particularly resonated. And I was thinking with your job, so many people have to put their trust in you, and how you're offering your trust to others and these people a couple of people you never meet unless you're lucky disembodied voice behind this sort of bulletproof door we have to hand over responsibility then for our lives and the way you put it is just and why not because that you'd be paying the sort of money that we pay to go on flights got these people with all the treks the backups the regulations etc etc there's no finer people to to try. I mean, obviously, surgeons and stuff, well trained, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We would do the same yeah. for them. Yeah. But day in, day out, it's just that these huge teams of people that are there to make sure that we're safe. And you really put that this. across think, nicely. Think, think about this, Paul. And I'm not doing a Disney World endorsement here. I've always, I've always, of course, I've been there many times. This is only two and a half hours from here, and Orlando is full of Puerto Ricans, but. You go into those roller coasters, right? And you entrust your safety to probably a college kid who's pushing a button up and down to make the thing go, right? <laughs> and there are more accidents. There are more more accidents in theme parks. And I'm not, I don't want to trigger anybody into not visiting theme parks, but I don't think anybody or at least uh I don't I don't think a big portion of the people who are waiting in line to ride a roller coaster are thinking, oh, maybe I'm going to die today. Oh, maybe I'm going to die up there. Guess who's driving the machine? A college guy pushing a button up and down. Compare that to the marvel that yeah. goes into building a plane and the training of the captain mm. and crew. So why? Why do you trust the, the college guy and have nothing against the people operating machines and theme parks? Please uh, pardon if anybody gets offended, but you're putting your trust for a set five, six yeah, minutes, yeah. Yeah. which is what takes for the plane to do the takeoff. Five, six minutes, right? Mm. A lot of people are super scared about takeoff and how dangerous it is. It lasts maybe five, six, seven minutes. And, and they're very happy in the roller coaster that's being driven, for lack of a better term, by a guy who does not have the training a pilot has. But, well, they were happy until you said all that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying that there are no, it's a, a good link. It's a good link. Uh, I, 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 there are a lot of unconscious instances where you put trust onto other people who are who are not half as trained as pilots are, are and crew members for mm. that matter. That's very true. And the bit I liked was that quite often people say, I mean, a lot of people who listen, who have fear of flying won't go on roller coasters anyway, but sometimes they'll say, which is that false comparison, well, I don't like flying, I don't like roller coasters either, like they're the same thing. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you hear that a lot. So that's great. I mean, obviously you're not saying that. So what's your 
people listening there are thinking, you know, I want to be like a Dwight. I don't want to live where you live, basically, but I want to be like you. What's your sort of top tips, people who are still struggling? Uh, you should get out of your head a bit and don't think that you're the only one with this uh, fear, with this situation. Stop being embarrassed about this and, and, and treat it head on. Accept it. Work on it. And don't limit yourself because there will be a point in life when, you know, if, if you avoid this as you get older, uh, eventually we're all going to die for, for for from one consequence or another. But, you know, it'd be terrible to get to that stage in life and, and think about all the things that you missed, right? I, I love this uh, movie, Meet Joe Black with Anthony Hopkins and Brad Pitt. And, uh, you know, when death is about to take Anthony Hopkins, he says, I have no regrets. There's no better feeling than that. So my, my tips for people is to study as much about how commercial aviation works. That's the technical side of it. And also dig deep inside yourself about what in your life has caused this to occur because it has a root in something else. And there's nothing wrong with the plane. There's nothing wrong with the captain. Maybe there's something, something I don't want to say wrong. I don't want to insult anybody, but maybe there's something that you need to, to treat about your own upbringing because a lot of times people are scared of being scared or are scared of being embarrassed of having a panic attack and everybody thinking and, and, and looking at you, Hey, you're a weirdo. People are scared of that. And um, I, I guess that another suggestion uh, for people is that think about all the plans you make for, for after your trip. So at a subconscious level, you know that flying is safe, but were it not safe, you would stop your calendar. You would stop adding things to your calendar on the day of the flight because, hey, I'm going to die that day. But no, you know it's safe. You're scared of your reaction. You're not scared of the plane. You're you're scared of you in a way, right? Uh, well, I love that. The, that is really, that's very smart. You're you're perhaps the one that's dangerous because you're gonna make a panic attack and you're going to embarrass yourself. So it, it's kind of getting out of yourself and looking at you from afar and 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 think about this. And and I saw this on the group the other day. Hey, there's nothing we love more than our kids, right? I have a 10-year-old, there's nothing I wouldn't do for him. The love for kids is is animal and it's celestial. You die and you kill for them. And and uh, if 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 flying was dangerous, I wouldn't let my kid near an airplane. And guess what? My ten year old loves airplanes. And for the love of God, he always sees me smiling and happy and teaching him about how flying is awesome. So I would never pass on to him yeah. what my mother unconsciously passed on to me. So my my suggestion for people is: Hey, look at your. Look at your routine around your traveling dates. Do you stop adding things in your calendar? No, we put things in our calendar for when we're back because we know we're going to come back. So the rational that you, smart. the rational you knows you're coming back, mm. but then the emotional you is telling you you're dying that day. You're dying that day. No, 
Check your calendar. If you're traveling tomorrow, you're traveling the day after tomorrow, you might as well delete everything, right? You might as well not add anything to your calendar because guess what? You're dying, right? So oh, it's, 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 we, we do have to inspect our own lives, our own upbringing. There's nothing mm. wrong with the plane, nothing wrong with the captain, nothing wrong with the crew. And maybe there's nothing wrong with us. It's just a matter of rearranging our, our thoughts, understanding how planes uh, operate, how pilots get trained, how safe it is to be up there among the clouds, how many planes are up there at all times, how many planes are meant to inspect weather patterns all over the world yeah, and, and keep working at it. Keep, stay engaged with the group. Listen to the podcast. Don't think that you're cured. And that's not the word. I think that the word is you're uh, enlightened, enlightened about how safe it is and how amazing commercial aviation is in, in, in as much as it allows you to see and get to places that are so, so different than where you're at. For example, I'm in San Juan in the Caribbean. In three weeks, I'll hop in a plane, super safe. And in seven and a half hours, I'm gonna be in Europe. That's 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 crazy. And that's amazing. And, and people that sometimes distrust how amazing flying is, guess what? The internet exists and it's totally abstract. It's, sometimes people get uh, caught up in how how illogical it is for something so heavy to be up in the air and how fast it can take me from point A from to point from point A to point B. And this cannot be true. It's it's too good to be true, right? It, it, there, there's something wrong with it. Have you thought about the internet and allowing you to chat in real time with somebody on the other side of the world? And and and, and you don't question the the technological marvel that it is, right? So I don't know if I'm making any sense with what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, you are. Yeah, but 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 planes exist and they've been around for a long time, for a long time. So yeah, I don't know. I've I've talked too much, I guess, Paul. But I really would love to have you on my Instagram live and and, and have a chat with my friend, the the pilot. Oh, that sounds amazing. Well, I mean, definitely yes. The other thing I was going to ask was that if you could just mention how people can find you because that instagram i don't know if it's still accessible that pilot interview that you did or the pilot yeah. chat that'll be great for yeah people it's, it's in one it. of my archives as soon as i finish this i'm gonna take a picture of the screen right now i'm gonna post it because a lot of people a lot of people that yeah yeah do that again please do that again a lot of people who follow me and who live in puerto rico are scared of flying and they mm. cannot drive anywhere they mm. take cruise ships and whatnot and i'm gonna tag you i'm gonna tag uh the captain i'm gonna send you the link to my chat with him everything is in spanish in that interview so it's gonna be a bit of a language barrier but guess what you you do have spanish speakers in the love flight we group. do we you do. do have you do you have a puerto rican person that i've talked to so you you are creating a an amazing community, Paul. And before leaving, I I wanted to thank you because you you humanize this thing. You humanize it because you. when when you have courses that are sponsored or chaired by uh, 
and I have nothing against pilots or military people. They're they're they're, uh, they're per perhaps they they are way too specific in what they do that you cannot relate to them, right? And 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 having this this group where people of all walks, all ages, also all all different, you know, parts of the world, fears with aspirations, with hopes, we all get to to feel like. You know, we're, we're part of a larger group. And the other thing that I was thinking about the Law Fly, you know, I've been around the community for a couple of months and I've been part of other communities in, in social media for a number of years, for more than 10 years. Hmm. And there's never been a post, hey, guess what? The guy who was here died in a plane crash because it never happens, right? <laughs> never happens and and i do have people that i've known who've been in car crashes yeah. who've been in accidents but you know other fly groups uh, you never see a post saying hey we lost joe he was in that plane wreck that happened because planes always land always get to their destination i think those are uh, great things to finish on eduardo and uh, i'm very very grateful for your time and thank you Thank you for you're being amazing. part of the group. Well, you're, you're amazing, and I love your tone of tone of voice. Oh, I'll cut that bit out. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Take care, my friend. I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you in social media. All right. Thank you very much. That's brilliant. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Excellent. Thank you for listening to the Love Fly podcast. I hope you found it useful. Now, as always, if you need any extra help, please join our Love Fly Facebook group. You can also follow us on Instagram at Love Fly Help. And also, if you go to our website, which is lovefly.co.uk forward slash shop, you can see other ways that you can get some help. Thanks for listening.